everybody, and welcome back to the Magic Fandom Podcast. I am Alyssa. And I'm gonna wreck it. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Yeah, it was okay. Um, I guess it's it's a little less gravelly. I think he just says it, but he says yeah, it loud. He does. I didn't want to be loud. I didn't want to disturb our neighbors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it is, we are recording at a, a later time than we normally do. Um, anyway, if you saw the title of this week's podcast, you know that we are talking about Wreck-It Ralph this week. Both of them. Both of them. So Wreck-It Wreck Ralph, Ralph and Ralph Breaks the Internet. Which, if I could just start off by saying something controversial, I like the second one better than the first one. See, I like the first one better. Really? Yeah. I mean, a lot of times you do like the original one, and I definitely like the originals of most uh, series of movies. But for whatever reason, I feel like Ralph Breaks the Internet just has way more action and, like, stuff than the first one. Maybe because it's, like, the entire internet, so the possibilities are endless. As yeah, opposed I think to... that's why I don't like it. There's too much going on. Yeah. I see. You know, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because the first one just takes place in the arcade. And that's yes. it. You know, it's like two And the games. third one will be two. The third one? Yes. Oh, yeah. Would you like to talk about this? Or do well, you want to talk... we can talk about it after, after you the know, discussion. at the end of the, the podcast. Okay, but, great. Uh, Disney, got an idea coming to you. Yeah, so hire my husband because he's got ideas for you. <laughs> um, so I feel like we can probably talk about both simultaneously, but let's start with the cast. Right? Sure. Yeah, let's go. All righty. So our two leads, I should say, um, would be Wreck-It Ralph and Vanellope. And two, voiced by two... Von Schweetz. Uh, by two famous actors. Yeah. Uh, John C. Riley, uh, who you might know from Step Brothers... Um, Talladega Nights, pretty much anything with Will Ferrell in it. I was uh, going to say. <laughs> he was also in, oh, what was that movie? Perfect Storm. I never saw it. But, the, you know, the first John C. Riley movie that came to my head was uh, where he played Johnny Cash. Walk Hard, a Dewey Cox story. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't Johnny Cash. It was like a parody. No, it was a parody. It was yeah. Dewey Cox, but it was Johnny Cash. It was, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. wasn't That long, was the first movie yeah. I thought of. <laughs> it wasn't long after Walk the Line came out with right. Joaquin Phoenix playing Johnny Cash. Yes, and Reese Witherspoon was in that as well. That is correct. Um, anyway, tangents. Um, yes, so he plays Wreck-It Ralph. And just a quick backstory about Wreck-It Ralph. He is actually the villain of a video game, and he's trying to uh, not be, I a guess. A villain, yeah. He's in the, tired in of the being first the, one. He's tired of being the bad guy. Yes. Because I think he comes to terms with the fact about who he is towards the end of the yes. movie. But throughout this movie, he does not want to be considered the bad guy. He wants to be the hero. Just because you're a bad guy does not mean you are a bad guy. Exactly. <laughs> That's, that was a pretty good impression. And what's his name? Zangief. And what is he from? Street Fighter. Okay. Uh, Street Fighter 2, I think. I don't know if he was in the first one or not. Well, the reason why I wanted to do Wreck-It Ralph so badly is, one, because I love these movies, but two, because Dalton, like, knows about all of these classic video games that they pay homage to and even, like, outwardly mention yes. in both of these movies. Um, well, I have a very extensive list to all of the cameos that are in this film. Oh, you do? I do. Oh, that's awesome! I'm excited. I'm very excited. Okay, so anyway... um. John C. Riley plays Wreck-It Ralph, and then his counterpart, who ends up becoming his very best friend, is Vanellope, played by Sarah Silverman. Yes. 
And I feel like this must have been so fun for her, especially because this is not her actual voice. She had to, like, create a voice for her, you it's know? It's not that far off. You can clearly tell it's Sarah Silverman. Okay, but it is very clearly, like, a, a put-on voice. Yes, it's a bit, yeah. But she does kind of have a high-pitched voice. She does, and she has a very specific kind of tone, for sure. But, like, I guess she was trying to figure out a voice of, like, a little girl. Like, Vanellope's yes. supposed to be, like, a little kid, yeah. you know? Um, I thought she did a good job, for sure. So those are like our two main ones, but there are like pretty much every voice in here is like somebody that we know, you know, yeah. um, like fix it. Felix fix it. Felix is, uh, I know his name. Do you remember his name? Well, he's Kenneth Parcell from Stone <laughs> Mountain, Georgia in 30 Rock. <laughs> he was in 30 Rock. Yes. His real name is Jack McBrayer. Jack McBrayer. Yes. Um, he, he's, he was on a lot of that, uh, college humor. Or Funny or Die. Funny or Die. Oh, he was? Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, he also has a very distinct voice to he me. He does. Like, I knew immediately who this was when yes. I first saw this movie. Because he does have a southern accent. I think he's really from the south. Oh, I think so, too. Yeah, I think so, too. And in fact, he may actually be from Georgia, for all I know. I also think this is, like, a perfect casting. Fair. Yes, absolutely perfect. Because Fix-It Felix is the, quote, hero of Ralph's game. So at the beginning of this, him and Fix-It Felix are not that good of friends. They end up being friends. But um, at the beginning, Fix-It Felix is, like, known as the hero of the town. Everybody loves him and, like, invites him over to places. And he's just this, like, genuinely nice guy that, like, helps and fixes everything. And I feel like Jack McBrayer's voice is perfect for that. Um... And then let's see, going on down the list. Um, oh, Jane Lynch. Oh, yes, Jane Lynch. She plays, uh, what's her name? His, uh, her name in the movie is Calhoun, like Calhoun, Sergeant Calhoun yeah. or something. Calhoun, uh, who is in a game that doesn't exist. Yeah, it's uh, a made-up game. Made-up game, as is Fix-It Felix. Okay, I was going to ask. It's, it's, yeah. It's loosely based. It's like an old school platformer. Okay. Uh, very similar to Donkey Kong. Okay. Is the kind of feel that it is. Uh, then Calhoun's game is like a mix between like Call of Duty and Halo. Yeah. Well, um, I, th I found it interesting that the name of the game is Fix-It Felix Jr. So are we led to believe that like this is a kid's version of the game? Or that... Or that Felix is, a, is junior a junior and his dad is somehow in the game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's funny that the name of the game is Fix It Felix Jr. I just thought that was interesting. But anyway, yes, Jane Lynch, another classic voice. Um, oh my gosh! Who, yes. who is the new John Ratzenberger and is in every Disney Pixar movie? Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk is in this too. Do you know who he is? He is... He's also in the second one, but he's someone different he's in the first one. He's someone different in the, in the second one. I know who he is in the second one. Yeah. Um, wow. I, Alan Tudyk is truly in every single like current Disney movie. I'm trying to think of who's in this one that's not in the next one. Uh-huh. Is it King Candy? He's King Candy. He's King Candy. Yeah. Wow. How funny is that? I had, I think maybe I knew, but I just forgot. And I'm looking at the cast going, oh my gosh, he is King Candy. That is hilarious. Um, King Candy, spoiler alert, by the way, if you've never seen Regga Ralph, 
King Candy ends up being the villain. Yeah, and he's not actually King Candy. Yeah, he's got quite a backstory. And so, um, yeah, that is he is played by Alan Tudyk. And then in the second movie, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Alan Tudyk plays um, Knows More. He's like yes. the search bar. Um, like Google search bar. Basically, yeah. yeah. Ask Jeeves. Yes. Those type things. Yeah. And I, I just feel like Alan Tudyk, every single cartoon voice that he's ever done is a different voice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he has. Like, I mean, he's very talented. He is so good. That blew my mind. Um, also, the name or the the actor voicing the owner of the arcade is someone that we've already talked about on this podcast. Actually, twice on this podcast. He is near and dear to our hearts, and his name is Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. He plays uh, Mr. Lit- Litwack. Very good. That is uh, a trivia question you've already gotten correct. Congratulations. <laughs> good job. Knock you should out get early. Well, now that like this has happened multiple times, I feel like you should get bonus points if you answer a trivia question before, before it's asked. Before I get a trivia question? Yeah. yeah I, I dig it. I'm that would be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. But anyway, yes. Ed O'Neill plays Mr. Litwack. He's the owner of the arcade, and he is the voice of Mr. Litwack in both movies. Um, uh. Side note, podcast trivia. What it Oh. Um which two episodes have we talked about it on? That's easy. Episode 7, The 10th Kingdom, and episode 29, Modern Family. I was not asking for numbers. I'm going to look are, at th- Don't check me because those are 100% <laughs> I was about to be like 100% wrong. <laughs> I was about to be like, did you memorize our podcast numbers? Um, yes, correct. He was the uh, King of the Trolls in Tenth Kingdom, which mm-hmm. we should rewatch, by the way. And yeah, um, and what did we just say? Oh, of course, uh, Jay in Modern Family. So yeah, he plays Mr. Litwack. And then um, other notable characters, we're not going to go into them heavily, but Mindy Kaling is in this. Um, she plays one of the other racers in Vanellope's game. Only in this one, though. Only in she this one. She's too busy for the second one. Probably, I yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> um, who is that? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Dennis Haysbert. Does that name mean anything to you? No. I know him as the Allstate guy. Oh, yeah. But is he you're in... You're in good hands. Yeah, you're, you're in good hands. That's not Allstate, is it? Yeah, or it's Are You in Good Hands? That's what it is. Yeah, Are You in Good Hands? But um, he's not. Ha- I don't know him from like movies and stuff, right? I, I'm sure he probably does a lot of voice work. Well, in with Wreck It voice, Ralph, with a voice like that, he probably does a lot of voice work. In Wreck It Ralph, he plays General Hologram. I don't know who that is. General Hologram. Because it's not the security guy. General Hologram? Is he from... Oh! He's the he's the general in um, Calhoun's game. Oh, Calhoun's he's game. He's like, congratulations, okay. you've won oh, yeah. the medal. It's, the medal. Yeah, yeah, now that I... Got it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so, do we want to just get into all of the little cameos right yes, off the bat? Yes, please! I would, there, I would love to. I mean, to. it's a long list. So, cameos, are you talking about, like, games? I'm talking about... Yeah, games and characters and characters that you see. That oh, are in this. so is this just the first? This movie? This is just the first movie. Because I was gonna say the cameos in the second one are astronomical. Oh, I'm not gonna go into. All I was gonna say so. Don't do that. Some, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm probably not gonna go through all of these, but okay. Uh, you had also in the second one. You had the light cycles from Tron. Yes. Um. 
you got a Star Wars arcade game in Litwick's arcade. Uh, okay. Bowser from Super Mario Brothers. Uh, there's a Super Mushroom from Super Mario. There's a bunch of question blocks from Super Mario. Yeah, he um he finds it in the Tapper Lost and Found. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Triforce from Legend of Zelda. Um, uh, Nintendo Entertainment System controller is the controller that is used in Sugar Rush's program room. Okay. That lit uh, that. Uh, King Candy goes into and does all the little tapping and stuff to. Yes. Okay. Yes. Controller yep. is, is a NES controller. Okay. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, from he- Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Doctor Robotnik from Sonic the Hedgehog. Tails from Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Amy Rose from Sonic the Hedgehog. Knuckles from Sonic the Hedgehog. Good grief! Most of the Sonic the Hedgehog cast, basically. Okay. Um. Let's see, uh, Neff from Altered Beast, also in uh, s- s- uh, the Super Smash series. Okay. Um, let's see, who else? Uh, Ken Masters from Street Fighter, Ryu, M. Bison, Zangief, Chun-Li, Cammy White, and Blanca, all from Street Fighter, Street Fighter 2. Okay. They're all show up in it. Um... The Pac-Man, uh, Clyde Ghost, Inky Ghost, Blinky Pinky Ghost, uh, <laughs> Taizo from Dig, Dan- from Dig Dug. I used to love Dig Dug. I have never heard of this. No, I've oh, never heard Dig of Dug, this. You were a little, uh, a little man and you dug down. It was, it was kind of like, uh, it was kind of like Pac-Man, but you were like digging around and then stuff would like come, uh, it was a okay. fun one. I used to play that a lot. Um... Laura Croft from Tomb Raider was in this. Alien Invader from Space Invaders. Uh, Frogger. Um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Red Exclamation Point from Metal Gear Solid. Uh, it pops up over his head or he pulls it out or something. Oh, okay. Of the Lost and Found, maybe. Gotcha. Uh, That's funny. But it, it it's also has that very unique sound that's okay. associated yeah. with that exclamation point that plays what's um, the sound um oh did you say cuber yet i haven't said cubert yet oh cubert is Q-Bert. it cubert okay yeah. sorry uh another really big one that you may not catch king candy types it into the the nest controller on, on in, in the sugar rush sugar rush programming room okay if you pay attention to what he types in he's actually putting in the contra code which was it's like the first um, cheat code in a game. Okay. And it was in Konami games. And it, uh, I've heard of that. I've heard of Konami before. Yeah. And I believe, if I remember right, it's up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, select, start, or something, something along those okay, lines. Okay, so it's like a sequence, like a pattern. Yes, that you punch in and, it's and then a it cheat unlocks code. like a cheat code or something. Uh, so that's what he does to get into the programming interesting um, okay or that, that i think that's called the konami code i wonder if contra code is something different I, I may be wrong okay it may not be the same thing um uh let's see dungeons and dragons there was a bunch of different things oh really there was a beholder uh and the eye of the beholder um that's funny See the Pong paddles from Atari. Okay. Uh, Cubert, Coily, Slick, Sam, and Ugg, all from Cubert. Uh, 
Okay. Um. Yeah, there was stuff from Satan's Hollow. Satan from Satan's Hollow. Um, that does not sound like a fun game. Yeah. Uh, Joust, Mortal Kombat, uh, Kano. Um, that was all in the bad guys room. Okay, yes. Um, that was really funny, that scene with all the bad yes, guys. With all the bad They're guys. all in therapy. <laughs> they have like a, uh, what's it? It's like kind of like Alcoholics Anonymous kind of deal. Um, they called Kano Cyborg in the credits to avoid a direct reference to that video game. Apparently. Oh, really? Um, the bartender and the cowboys from uh, Root Beer Tapper is what the game is actually called. Um, Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I, these may be both. This is both movies. Yeah. This okay. Is both movies. Gotcha. But, I mean, there's so, so many more. Um, believe it or not, I've been talking for five minutes on this, but believe it or not, <laughs> there are so many more things hidden in this movie. Uh, That's awesome, though. So it's so much fun if you're a fan of arcades, video games in general. Just there's so much stuff hidden in these two movies that it's just so much fun just to watch and try to find everything. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so funny. And then, like I said, in the second movie, the I mean, the Disney scene alone has a ton of cameos and characters and stuff. Princesses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole princess scene is like my favorite in history. That's your favorite ten minutes of life. Of that, life. That, that 10 minutes and then the end 10, five minutes when they show back up and yes. do everything. Yeah. Like, then, yeah. I mean, I literally, at the beginning of that princess scene, when Vanellope glitches into the princess's room, I go, this is my fever dream. This is it. Yes. This is, this this is, this is what she, <laughs> not a fever dream. It's your daily dream. Yes. It's my day to day. Which you wish would happen. Absolutely. Um, and if we're talking about that scene really quick, a fun fact about that is that um, they used every single one of the original Disney princesses' voices except for two. Is this a trivia question? No, because we already okay. talked about it. Well, we talked about it, but we'll give y'all a second. Try to see if you can guess what two princesses' yeah. voices were not used. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Mostly because if you think about it... Two, oh, I'm sorry, three. There are three. three. There's three. Okay, there are so three. there's three. And if you think about it, the three... I don't know that I remember this third one that she just brought up. Um, we'll <laughs> they, see in a second. Well, they're so old that the people yes. that voice those are no longer with us. Correct. So. I was going to say there is a very um, specific reason why they were unavailable yes. for this film. Uh, and that was Snow White, Cinderella, and Aurora? Yeah. Aurora? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the three, like, basically like the three the OG princesses. OG, the very first Disney movie. Yeah. So, princess, but and, the fact yeah. that they got all of the other princesses yes. to come Pocahontas, back. Yeah. Mulan, Ariel. They're all the all original voices. And granted, each one of them only had like a couple of lines to say. So it's not like they had to come in for like days and days on end. I'm sure they got their voices recorded in like half a second. Yeah. But didn't take very long. the fact that they got all of them back is just very, very cool to me. Um, and like I said, it, I love that scene. It just goes to show how important you know, continuity and things like that are yes. to Disney. They realize that, oh, our fans are going to notice these things. Right. So let's make sure that we catch them first. Because they will tell us if they... <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they will tell us Because if how annoying it. would it be if it, it was just all of the, like, sound-alike princesses that, like, were very clearly not the right voices, you know? Because I will say they did pretty well with recasting Snow White, Cinderella, and Aurora. Like, 
none of them stood out to me as being wrong. Like whoever Ooh, they, they got, had, whoever they, they got, sounded really good. It sounded like them. So yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, you know what? Let me pull this up. I think I know. I think I know one of them. Not personally. <laughs> I was about to say, is this more a Filipino family? <laughs> no, no. Um, I'm pretty sure. Um, if I'm making, maybe I'm making this up. Um, Megan Hilty, who I'm obsessed with um, from Broadway. And she was also in the show Smash that didn't do very well, but I love it. And all the theater people love it. Um but she was Glinda on Broadway. She was in a bunch of other things. But I feel like she was one of the princesses. I can't I can't pull it up quick enough. But anyway, I feel like she might have been one of the princesses. Um, but I just think like the, the way that that whole scene was written is hilarious. Like anybody that is... Um, a fan of the Disney princesses. Like there's all of those inside jokes that are in there trying to explain to Vanellope who they are and asking like, Oh, what kind of a princess are you? Were you cursed? Were you kidnapped? (laughs) Like all of those things. Yeah, absolutely. The, um, (laughs) princess tropes. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, and it's funny that Disney like acknowledges all this. Yes. Like, yeah, it's kind of weird, but yeah, it like pokes fun at themselves. That's fairy tales. Yes, exactly. Fairy tales. It is so funny. Like they say, um, do you have daddy issues? And she's like, I don't even have a mom. And then half of them go, (laughs) neither do we. (laughs) And it's just so it's, it's funny that they can laugh at themselves now. Um, and that whole scene is just, amazing and then to show them all in their um like comfy contemporary like outfits changing out of their ball gowns um and just to design those this is this has been Alyssa's costume corner by the way just to design the cozy outfits of each princess I think would be really really fun um yeah so I love that scene I could just talk about that scene forever and then yes like Dalton said when all the princesses come back at the end and each one of them helps and like each one of them uses their powers or their skills to like contribute to saving Ralph is really fun um I love it oh and then did you love when Tiana um like brought the frog up to kiss Ralph awake and he goes thanks frogger (laughs) (laughs) yep and then he was like wait what um yeah, that's just it's just real, real good. Um, but yeah, that Disney scene has a ton of stuff. In it. I mean, there's Marvel characters in it. There's Star Wars characters. Oh my gosh, in it. Stan Lee shows up. In yes, Stan Lee has a cameo. Like a little, they all the little avatars. Yeah, that are going through the internet, and rec- uh, and Ralph breaks the internet. Right. First off, they look like pops. They do. They look so, like Funko Pops. Funko Pops. Yeah. So I don't know if. Funko work something out with them. And they, Maybe. They, and that's a thing or what, but it, there's Maybe. like a little Stanley avatar that shows up and it's like, oh my gosh. It's amazing because Stanley is notorious for... I mean, he's like, in every Marvel movie. Yeah, he's he has a cameo in a ton of these movies and so for him to kind of have a cameo in this is really cool. She bumps into him as she's running through the mm-hmm. thing. She's like, sorry, mister. And he like just turns around. It's very obviously Stanley. At this point, uh, I think Disney had own, uh, is owned Marvel. So Well, yeah, that's why all yeah. the Marvel characters, you could see them in the Disney thing and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a cool thing. And uh, for those of you that are fans of Miranda Sings, uh, Colleen Ballinger 
also makes a cameo in Ralph Breaks the Internet. And that was hilarious. It was amazing. Because we, we saw this in uh, record, uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. We saw yeah. it in theaters. Mm-hmm. And I remember when that popped up and just for that split second, yeah. you both were like, oh my gosh, that's, that's it's hilarious. It's so good because it really is just half a second. Because so what happens is Ralph gets mad and like picks up some, they're in the internet. And so he picks up like a billboard or something and smashes it and it hits one of the avatars and avatars in the internet that we see, like we d- we're just saying look like Funko Pops are attached to like a person in real life. So if your avatar gets messed with, you lose internet power yeah, basically. Like you got disconnected from the internet. Yeah. And so it hits this little avatar in the head and then it cuts to an animated version of Miranda Sings like trying to get her internet back. And what does she say? Dang internet. Dang internet. And like she ha- she's like making the Miranda face. Oh my gosh. Like and I do remember because I follow, I still follow Colleen after all of these years. Um, when this movie came out, she, yeah, she lost a, her mind. She was an early, early YouTuber. Oh, yeah. She's like one of the originals yeah. for sure. But when this movie came out, she was so excited because she's a big Disney fan in general. Like she's loved Disney forever. And so she's like, I'm in a Disney a movie. Disney like, yeah. that's so cool. Um, yeah. So those, I mean, we could talk about those cameos in the second one forever and ever. Um, I do have a question for you, though. Yeah, let's go. In uh, all of these games, so I will say like Fix It Felix and Sugar Rush because Sugar Rush is also not a real game. Right? Sugar Rush isn't a real game. I mean, it's based like Mario Kart. That's yeah, like, yeah. Kart racing games, yeah. like that. Um. So, but include all of the non-real games. Um. If there is one video game that you had to live inside of, what would it be? Interesting. And you know what? I I'll broaden it. Pick two. One that you will live inside of, like that's your house, mm-hmm. and then one that you can go and visit whenever you want, like Ralph and Vanellope do. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> I was excited to ask Any it. period or just it's like in these games? No, any. Any period. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. I'd have to think something that uh, like you don't die in, like Animal Crossing. Okay, like, that would be very nice to live in. Nice, chill, just fish all day. Yes, and it's like beautiful scenery. So you would live but in there? also, like, it would be fun to li- live in other games. Fortnite would be fun. Yeah. Well, you could pick, so what's the game you want to, like, go visit whenever you want? Mm, that's tough. Like, you can, like, go hang out in it and stuff. That's a tough one. I don't know. That's a, I mean, that's tough, like... Like, would you want to go into, like, your, well, like, fighting pres- murder games? No. Yeah, probably not. Dangerous. Like, she goes <laughs> Dangerous. In, she goes into... <laughs> are we assuming that I am, like, them and... Yeah, you could even virtually... If I die, even if I die in the game, I just come back? Correct. Okay. Correct. Well, then I definitely would go into something, like, more crazy. But fun. still, even Probably, if- honestly, probably, like, Fallout New Vegas. Okay. Because it's in... Vague. I mean, it's in Nevada. Yeah. It's after nuclear po- apocalypse. Right. But it's my favorite game. Maybe Final Fantasy Seven. Final Fantasy Seven. Okay. Yeah. Final All Fantasy Seven. Right. Cool. Final answer. Final answer. Final oh. Fantasy Seven. <laughs> okay. Well, because I was gonna say, like, even if I were to regenerate, like, if I were to quote die in the game and then regenerate, 
I still don't think I would want to be in like a dangerous situation because I probably still wouldn't like it. Even if I knew that I wasn't going to die, I still would not like the anxiety and the fear. <laughs> you know? Oh, here we go. I would visit Microsoft Flight Simulator. I don't know what that is. It's a flight simulator. You fly? Yep. Any kind of airplane and into pretty much anywhere in the world. No way. It's very in-depth. In like, really? It's very. People go crazy with this. Is That's the kind of game that people buy elaborate rigs to make it feel like they're actually in a cockpit. To okay. Play. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be really cool. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I think that I would like to live. Honestly, like I kind of want to live in Sugar Rush. <laughs> Just because everything is so cute and fun there. And, like, all the citizens of Sugar Rush are so cute. Like, the little candy they're corns. Candy. They're... And the little gumballs. They're just so cute. There's no humans. Well, the racers are all human. Are they? I mean, I don't know. They're made out of candy and cupcakes. Like... I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but if it was, like, a real video game... I don't know because I don't. I'm not don't really well versed. Yeah, I'm not really well versed in video games. I will say like Mario Party. You just hang out with Peach and Daisy. Daisy. That'd be cool. We could trade outfits. That would be very fun. Um, or like any like a couple routes in Mario Kart. I wouldn't mind living in. Like there's a candy something in Mario Kart. Something Sweet Kingdom or something. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. And then a couple of other ones that I wouldn't mind living in, like the um, the Electrodome. That'd be fun oh, to live that'd in. Be a fun one. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know, maybe like a Mario-based game, just because that's the one that I'm like most familiar with. But you know, when I was in middle school, I played two video games very consistently. But you're going to laugh in my face when I tell you which two. Okay. They are not like normal classic video games by any means. The first one was Dance Dance Revolution. Okay. I was obsessed with it. All right. The second one was an American Idol game. And Oh, so very performance-based games. Yeah, 100%. Are you surprised? No, I'm not even a little bit. <laughs> but th- what's weird about the American Idol game in retrospect is that like I didn't have to sing. It was not a singing video game. I was assigned an avatar that was auditioning for American Idol. And the control buttons, buttons yeah. uh, determined whether or not she hit the notes. Uh, yeah. Like it was essentially like Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero before without a guitar. Right. Yeah. Like I had my regular PlayStation controller and I had to hit the buttons at specific times for yes. her to hit the right notes. And then sometimes I would not hit the right notes on purpose and just listen to her be tone deaf because it sounded hilarious. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's. That's the one video game that I played over and over. And then there were like computer games. Like I played a Barbie computer game a lot. And I think my sister had a Barbie computer yeah, game. Yeah, there were a lot of computer games that I frequented. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, I was excited to ask you that question because you've played yeah, that's a, tough, a, lot a lot of video, video games. games. <laughs> and that's a tough one. And I'm sure there's other games that I'm like Spyro comes to mind. That'd be a fun place to live. Mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot, his island. That'd be a fun place to live. Uh, Love it. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking back to all the like old like PlayStation and Sega games I played. Yeah, like it would be pretty cool to uh, live in like Sonic's world. It would be cool. Yeah, for sure. 
for sure. Um, I had another question for you that I was like ready to ask. Oh, it's the question I ask every week. Um, what is your favorite part? Uh, my favorite part of of either one of really. Wreck It Ralph. Um, I don't know. It's it's all pretty good. I like I the don't first. Know there's one part of the first one that I like more than any other, just because it all like flows so. Evenly. That's exactly what I was gonna say. That's exactly um, what I was gonna say. It like establishes the world really, really well. Yeah. Uh, the second one. When they first get to. Uh, slaughter race oh really yeah and then the slaughter race song oh my gosh is, is the fantastic song. it's so good it is every single talk about disney tropes it's, it's like a metalheads disney princess song <laughs> it really is well the whole the whole joke is that the princesses give her this advice of you need to go and you need to sing about your dreams and your feelings because you that's have to literally look into water yes but important water and important then, water. And then you just start singing and it just happens. Right, exactly. And so she was like, are you guys sure? But sure enough, she sings the song about Slaughter Race and it is so funny because the melody and the music is very Disney princess. Yes. But the lyrics are about like, like tire burning tires and potholes mm-hmm. and sharks and like all of the crazy stuff that's in this dangerously violent game. Um, so the juxtaposition is very, very funny. Um, I was looking up who wrote this song. Cause I'm wondering if they got like some Disney composers to write it, you know, I wonder if it's going to tell me, um, Oh, oh my gosh. Alan Menken. Alan Menken? Alan Menken. Of course. Of course he, he did. He does all their stuff now. He does all, he did it all back then. He wrote Little Mermaid. He I wrote. I guess that's true. I he's, mean, he he's was. He's been a Disney composer for quite some yes, time. Yes, he was a part of the whole Disney renaissance. He was, he was it. So the fact that they got him back to write this song is really funny. I knew it. I, I knew they, they must have gotten, I was like, they must have gotten somebody to write this song. Um. Yeah, I forgot about that part because obviously my favorite part of the second movie, excuse me, movie is the princess scene. Of course. But that song is also very, very good. Um, I'm kind of with you about the first one. I don't know if I have a favorite part of the first one. Um, I do like when they uh, are making her cart, like they go in through the candy cart making machine or whatever. Yeah, that's good. I do like that one, but... um, there are so many parts of the second one that I really like. Again, I don't know what it is. I like the second movie so much better than the first one. And it's not that I don't like the first one. It's just the second one has so much happening, you know? Um, okay, do you have any fun facts for me, my friend? Most of my time was... The cameos? With the cameos. <laughs> okay, let me see if I can pull up a couple of these fun facts and then we can get into some trivia. Does yeah. that sound good? Um, oh, I need to go over my my movie, though. Oh, yes. Why don't you do that while I pull this up? All right. So <clears throat> what I was thinking, Wreck-It Ralph 3, Ralph <laughs> Saves the Universe. I love the title so much. So 
what happens is at the end of Wreck-It Ralph, or Ralph Breaks the Internet, uh, Vanellope has gone to live in the internet and slaughter race. Right. And Ralph is back in the arcade and things are going good and everybody's happy, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right, so third movie, Ralph Saves the Universe. Litwack. Yes. Haven't decided this yet. Either dies, which is sad. It or, is sad. Or retires and is going to close the shop down. Okay. All right. And so his daughter or granddaughter or whoever, probably granddaughter, let's say she's like, you know, mid-20s or so. Okay. She's like 25, 26, something like that. Yeah. She comes back to help shut the place down. But they're, like for the last week, they're this. This is the last week. You know they're gonna be open, and then they're closing, and they're selling all the arcade games and stuff. Okay. So, granddaughter remembers growing up here and playing all the games all the time. Right. And brings back some of the nostalgia, and then she always loved Wreck It Ralph, or not Wreck It Ralph, Fix It Felix. Right. Right. So they figure this out. She goes to play, and then they show themselves to her and like hey we're really you know sentient we we exist outside the game so they show themselves to the granddaughter so they show that yes they are programmed and they're doing all this in the game like the peep the real people see yeah as the viewer we know that they also go into other games and come back and rest and you know socialize kind of right right and so they had to convince her to move back and keep the store open. And so that's what the whole, Ooh. The whole movie is, is. And now she's the only one that knows what really goes on, but that makes her really want to stay. Like, <gasps> I think that would make I absolutely love that. Ralph saves the universe because to them that that's the arcade universe. is their universe. Yeah. So that's what I think that would be really cool. I love that so much. And it truly is like, the makings of like a quote Disney movie, like I, that I feel plot. Like if I can come up with that, I feel like <laughs> Disney should should have. They may already have written that. I mean, you never know. And then it's gonna come out. We're gonna be like, oh my god! I called it. <laughs> yes. I called it. Yeah. So if anybody out there has any connections to Disney at all, hearing this can send that that way their way. I think that would be a great movie. That would be wonderful. Also, and we get all the same cast back. So who do you want to voice the granddaughter? I mean, mine instantly goes to Kristen Bell. I know she's done a lot of stuff, Aww. but that's who I instantly think of. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be amazing. But you could also do someone a little bit more, uh, like who's a little bit more like current, I guess. More closer to that age, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. I love that. I love that so much. Um, okay, I have just a just ooh, a ooh. oh here we go. What about uh, because she has done voices for like princess stuff before? What about Alex from uh, Modern Family? Oh, um, what's her name? Ariel Winter. Ariel Winter. She would be she, wonderful. She would be great. I think. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah. She. Uh, she was in Modern Family. She played Alex Dunphy. But yes, you are right. She is the voice of Princess Sophia the first. 
Um, and she's she does have a really good like animated character voice. Yeah, I think she could probably pull that off, and she could do it. I mean, obviously older. Yes, like she could I, I think probably she could use her off. real voice. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be perfect for the character that you described, like kind of sarcastic. Ed O'Neill is Litwack, too. <gasps> I didn't even think about that. Oh my God! Ed O'Neill is Litwack, and Ed O'Neill, of course, played her grandfather in Modern Family. That's, I didn't think about didn't it either. That. That, would, that would work pretty good, I think. <laughs> that was like a, um, what's it called? A subconscious. Seren- serendipitous. Yes. I love that. That's so funny. Um, no, but the, what I was saying was, is like, if, if she is reading as some like sarcastic, like, ugh, grandpa. Like, I don't want to do this or whatever. Like, her voice would be perfect for it. It would be perfect. Yeah. And yeah, Litwack would have a little bit bigger role. And also, their uh, chemistry yes. is already good because they work together for so long. Oh, my gosh. I love that. See, we have it. We've got it ready. Uh, call us right, on the phone. It's right in itself, Disney. Have your Hit people called our people, please. Um, okay, I'm just going to buzz through a few fun facts for you. And then trivia is going to be real short tonight. Okay. Um, okay. So fun facts from this first one. Um, so unlike most animated films, the lead actors regularly recorded audio sessions together in the same room, in like one big room, mm. a situation which led to a lot of improvising. I can imagine. So I bet that was fun. John C. Riley is a good improviser as well as Sarah Silverman. She's, oh, I bet they had so much writer, fun. So yeah, she's... Yeah, I bet they had a blast. I thought that was interesting because I guess most animated movies they record separately. Yeah, they do. And a lot of animated people have said that they don't really like that. That makes it harder sometimes. I'm sure it does because you have to play off of the person that you're talking to, for sure. Um, Also, for a time, Disneyland guests were able to play Fix-It Felix Jr. in an arcade uh, in Tomorrowland near the exit of Space Mountain. That's cool. Isn't that cool? Missing out on not putting the cart racing as a roller coaster. Oh my gosh. We said this so many times when we were watching it. Like the Sugar Rush game would would be an amazing roller coaster. Yeah. And then we also said in the second movie, them getting into the internet would also make a really good ride. That one might not have to be a roller coaster though. That one could be more like a simulation, kind of like a Star Tours type situation. Uh, Even something like uh, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. Yeah. Yeah. Of them like like going into the internet. But truly Sugar Rush would be an awesome roller coaster. That would be awesome. Um, Let's see. Doop, doop, doop. I had a couple of other ones from the first one, but I have a few from the second one. Let's just go to the second one because obviously I like that one better. <laughs> um, so um, Mary Costa is the only living original voice actress not to reprise her role as the Disney princess. And she played Aurora. Oh, so, okay. so she was she's still alive. She's still alive. Um, so Snow White she's and Cinderella are not old though. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't mention her age, but it does say due to her age, she could not feasibly play a sixteen year old princess. That's true. So, um, but I did not realize that she was she still alive. Talk like that. Yeah, and she's I don't even remember what Aurora's lines were in the movie, but yeah, it would not sound like Aurora that no. much anymore. Um, but shout out Mary Costa, you are a living legend. Um, okay, so Stanley Avatar, obviously, we already said that. Um, okay, so to get Vanellope's song really Disney-ish, Alan Menken was asked to compose it. Alan Menken, along with his songwriting partner, Howard Ashman, is responsible for all the catchy tunes in The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Pocahontas, and others. So he's got a long resume, and so the fact that they got him back to write that song is amazing. Um, 
Oh, I I picked this out in Ralph Breaks the Internet. When Vanellope runs along the corridors, eluding the stormtroopers, Sector A113 is visible on the wall. Oh, yeah, that's the studio. Yep, so that refers to the infamous CalArts classroom A113, where several Pixar animators and producers studied. Studied. Yep. So that's very cool. Um, so I think that might be... Oh, wow, this is, this is a long one. I'm going to end with this one. This is about the princess scene. Okay. The Disney princess scene is filled to the brim with allusions to each princess's respective films. Pocahontas's hair seems to naturally blow in the wind, mm-hmm. even though she's indoors. Also, the weapon she uses when she nearly attacks Vanellope is the same one that her father used or nearly used to execute John Smith. John Smith. Yeah. So that's, it's like a spear or something. Yeah. yeah. It's a, is it a spear? Or is it like a, it's like a big rock on a, axe thing oh maybe maybe oh yeah i can't remember what you call them uh-huh. they have a name i don't yeah. remember um let's see mulan does an aerial kick when attacking vanellope a nod to the ending shot from i'll make a man out of mm-hmm. you the, huh. um then she pulls out a sword and holds it in an overhead stance the same way she did to shan yu on the palace rooftop in her movie mm-hmm. ariel is seen combing her hair with a dingle hopper the ladies ask Vanellope about her attributes as a princess. Cinderella asks if she talks to animals. It's that whole scene yeah. where they're like, do animals talk to you? Are you cursed? Poisoned? Kidnapped or enslaved? <laughs> like, it's just so funny. Um, and then let's see. Locked in a tower. Yes. Um, also, when Ariel asks Vanellope her question, she's seen raising her foot, much like how she did in her own movie after being turned into a human for the first time. Um yeah, and then talked about not having a mom. Neither do we. And then, uh, let's see. Oh, okay. So when all the princesses get ready to defend themselves when they mistake Vanellope for an intruder, Anna is the only one who raises her fists instead of a weapon, which is an allusion to how she punched Hans mm. in Frozen. And she doesn't really have another. I mean, I guess she had a sword in the second movie, but she didn't really use it. Anyways, I just think the attention to detail that they had to have to, like, make each princess, like, exactly like how they were in the movie. I just thought it was very cool. Um, So, yeah, there's a ton of other fun facts out there on the internets, uh, pun intended, that um, you can read about these two movies. They're really, really great. We cannot recommend them enough. Disney Plus. I was going to say, obviously, you can watch both of these movies on Disney Plus, which is where we watched them. Um, yeah, they're really, really amazing. Okay, so trivia is going to go real quick this week because what I have for you is just 10 straight up trivia questions. Cool. Five for each movie and then we'll be done. Cool. All right, here we go. Question number one. What is the name of the video game in which Ralph receives his medal? In other words, what is, what is Calhoun's video game called? Uh. Heroes, uh... Yes? Gate? Oh, so close. I don't know. Heroes... Okay, think about the game that you said it paid homage to. Duty. Heroes Duty. Heroes Duty. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Very, very nice. Okay, um, number two. What is Vanellope's full name? Vanellope Von Schweetz. Very good. Von Schweetz. Of the Sugar Rush Von Schweetzes, she said. Um, Okay, number three. Which of these video games is not mentioned or seen in either film? 
So which Ooh. of them is not? Okay. Tapper, Madden, Mario, Pac-Man, or Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy? Correct. Because Madden, they were on a football field. Correct. And it had to have been Madden. Yeah, well, it showed Madden before oh, it, it zoomed in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job. Nice. Very, okay. very nice. Um, all right. Number four. Oh, this is the one that you already got. What is the name of the arcade owner? Mr. Litwack. Mr. Litwack. Um, very good. Bonus points. Number five. What? Is King Candy's real name? That would be Turbo. Turbo. From the game Turbo. Was that a real game? I don't think so. Okay. There was a racing game very similar to okay. that. Though. And that whole storyline is Turbo wanted to be in another game or something? No, 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 no. Turbo was the best racer of all time. He was the most popular game in the arcade. Okay. And Litwack brought in another racing game, a new racing game that had better, uh, just a better game. Quality, yeah. And he left his game to go try to be in that game. And because his code was not part of this yeah. new game, he like glitched and got all weird. Well, he messed the game up and ended up getting both of the games unplugged. That's right. But somehow he ended up in Sugar Rush he disguised as hid. King yeah. Candy. Um, so that was like the big twist at the end of the first movie. All right. Good job. Number. Uh, no, sorry. Number six. Um, what game? We're now into the second movie. Okay. What game glitched with Ralph and Vanellope inside it at the beginning? Oh, uh, that was um, the Tron game. Very good. Uh, they were racing light cycles. Very, very nice. Good job. Um, that would that would probably be a fun game to like be inside of. They're building a Tron roller coaster at Disney World. Yes! Oh my they gosh, it's going to be so fun. in Shanghai Disney that you can watch the ride through, and it looks absolutely insane. Yeah. And they're building the same one in Disney World. We actually got to see... The building. The building, mm-hmm. or them building it. You could see the track. It looks really, really cool. Um, and is it an indoor coast? Is it meant I to be indoors? I think it's going to be indoors. Okay. They just had not built the, the building. indoors part. They were building the ride first. And, and then, then building around it. Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like that's going to be a really cool one. I'm excited for that. Um, okay. Number seven. Please give me the name of, and for bonus points, spell the video sharing site on which Ralph went viral. Oh, that's BuzzTube? Correct. But how do you spell it? There's like five Zs or something like <laughs> Just take a wild guess. B-U-Z-Z-Z-T-U-B-E. I hate you. Oh, there was exactly three? Three Zs. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got your bonus points. Good job. Yeah, three Zs. Um, okay, number eight. How much money did the steering wheel end up costing? How much did they pay for it? Yeah. $29,000? Very close. $27,000. So close. <laughs> $28,000. No. Oh. Like, you're insanely close. Oh, it was like... There, it, was, it wasn't like a whole number. Was no. It? There was, it was change. It was like 
Ariel doesn't because she lives in the water. Yeah, but she's still in important water. Like, she sings in water. So I put her on the list. Oh, okay. See, I want to count her because she's not looking in the water. She is the water. She lives in the water. Well, yeah. Um, the last one is probably, or is, the most current. The most current. One of the Frozen chicks? No. Tangled. Think about a movie that is based... Oh, Moana. Thank you. Moana. <laughs> she looks in the ocean. Yes, thank you. Good job. You nailed it. You nailed trivia, babe. Nice. Good work. You guys, thank you so much for going on to this journey of Wreck-It Ralph with us. Yeah, go check these out. They're great. They're, yeah. They're great. Watch they are. They're, honestly, yeah, they're good family fun. They're honestly, like, really fun to watch. Like, it's, I mean, forgive the pun, but it is truly eye candy. Like, it's, it is. Like, it's just mm-hmm. very visual and, like, colors are bright and it's just really fun. I love it. Um, so I was about to look at you and ask what we're doing next week. Cause I forgot, but I remember. Do you? Oh no, I don't. I <laughs> didn't think we had decided. I thought we were going to tell them, Hey, come back next week to find out what we're talking about. <laughs> well, we can also do that. Would you rather do that? Yeah. Cause I don't know what you're about to say and I don't want to say it. Oh yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about okay, it. Okay, great. We're going to talk offline about what we're doing next week because we did make a tentative decision, but we have not fully um, committed to said decision. So um, maybe I'll post about it on our socials uh, yeah, before we'll next week. we'll a couple options and see what y'all say. Oh, there you go. Maybe we can have you guys vote. Or that sounds maybe good. maybe we won't. It's our prerogative. That is true. Also, sometimes we forget things. <laughs> Which is also true. We're human. We are not video game characters, turns out. Um, anyway, though, we hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. Um, we had a lot of fun recording it. And yeah, tune in next week to see what we talk about. Or if you want an early uh, early admission, please follow us over on our Instagram at the Magic Fandom Podcast. I'm going to be posting some cool photos from Wreck-It Ralph this week and also maybe have you guys vote on what we're talking about next week. So follow us there. Yeah. And then, um, oh, email. Email. Yeah, because see, I don't, I haven't given you a login, have I? No. Y'all, if y'all are emailing us, I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're going to open it and be like, uh, we have emails from months ago that we have not seen. But it's okay. We will get to them. And um, I promise if y'all start emailing now, we love you guys. We will open it. We yes. appreciate y'all listening. And I will say social media is far easier to check and and more mindless to check than an email is. So if we are not responding. half her day there anyway. Exactly. Hey, oh, I'm just kidding. He's not kidding. Um, but I, if we are not responding to you via email, please get in touch with us over on our Instagram because I will see that immediately and get back to you. So all of that being said, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and we will see y'all next time. Bye bye now, y'all. Bye.